Happy Nurses Week to all the nurses and future nurses listening. To celebrate, I'm having a 20% off sale on Study Sesh. This is my private podcast that features over 140 episodes to help you study on the go. Formats include pod quizzes, power hour deep dives, drills, and case studies. If you're tired of sitting at your desk or staring at a screen, but still want to review for nursing school, it's time to check out Study Sesh. Go to straightanursingstudent.com and click on Courses in that top menu bar. That's straightanursingstudent.com and click on Courses in the menu bar. See you there. everybody. Welcome back to the Straight A Nursing Podcast. I am Nurse Mo, and this is episode 134, where we are going to be talking about labor and delivery nursing and getting that labor and delivery job as a new grad nurse. Before we hop into that, I do want to take a moment for our listener shout out and to get In the listener shout out portion of the show, it's super easy, you guys. Just go to wherever you listen to your podcasts and rate and review the podcast. And then I may choose you for a listener shout out in the very near future. So this one says, Life Saver. This podcast has helped me study while I am walking, cleaning, or driving my son to school. I passed my respiratory test thanks to the albuterol episode. I feel more confident with test taking, and I am so grateful for the extra tidbits included in these episodes. Thank you, Mo. One more year to go. So thank you so much for taking the time to write that review. And some Sometimes you guys, these reviews are in, you know, like Apple Podcasts and they have the person's username, which is never their name. Very rarely is actually their name. So this one was Need Heard. I don't know what that means, but whoever belongs to that screen name knows who they are. So thank you so much for writing and taking the time out of your busy schedule to leave a review. Thank you again so very much. So now let's hop into this week's episode where I will be taking you into an interview I did with my sister-in-law, Hannah. She's a newish nurse about two years in and has gotten her dream job in labor and delivery. So I know a lot of you guys are really looking to follow a similar pathway. So here we go. Okay, well, I'm so excited to be here. And you guys, I talked about this with you last week. This is my adorable sister-in-law, Hannah. And she kind of has landed her dream job. And I just wanted her to come on and talk with you guys about it. So Hannah, give us a quick introduction and tell us where you are right now as far as where you're working. Well, hello. Thank you so much for having me. This is so cool and exciting. Um, But yeah, my name's Hannah. I'm 25. I graduated from San Diego State University um, with my bachelor's a few years ago. Um, I've been a nurse for a little over two years, and I currently work at, like Mo said, my dream hospital, large hospital in the Sacramento area um, in labor and delivery. So I'm super excited. That is awesome. I know a lot of students and new grads really want to get into L&D. And from what I've seen is it's, it can be a harder place to get into because the nurses that work there 
love their job and never leave. So the turnover is really low. So I think it'll be really great for them to hear how you got into that. So before we get to talking about labor and delivery nursing um, and how you got there, can you briefly describe for us the different areas of mom baby nursing? Because even if a student or a new grad doesn't get into L&D, there are a lot of pathways to get into that realm. So what are all the different areas of of what we would consider mom and baby nursing? Yeah, definitely. So I think when people think of labor and delivery, they just think of being a woman being in labor and the nurse that cares for that woman in labor um, and helping her bring, you know, her infant into this world. But there are so many different little areas within mom and baby nursing. So in addition to, you know, supporting the woman um, throughout her labor and delivery process and through that transition period right after the newborn is born, um, there's also the opportunity to be a triage labor nurse, um, the baby nurse, the baby nurse that cares for the infant right after delivery and through that transition period, um, a circulating nurse and scribe nurse in the OR for moms that go for either planned or unplanned C-sections. Um, some facilities actually have a scribe nurse too, um, and uh, they have a scrub nurse as well, which act as a role as an OB tech. Um, there's antepartum nursing, so when moms are still pregnant, there's nurses that care for them. Um, postpartum nursing after the baby's been born, high-risk maternity, um, and nursery nurse. So there's a lot of different areas um, within mom and baby nursing for you to go into if labor, you know, is something you're interested in, but not necessarily available when you first graduate. That is awesome. That is a great reminder. So I know you kind of, you had a really interesting opportunity as a new grad. So tell us how you got started in the whole field of mom and baby nursing. Yeah. So I went to school. Um, I went to school at San Diego State University, and um, I really wanted to move back home to the Sacramento area once I graduated. And so that's what I did. I came back here. I studied for my RN license, um, and I tried for a really long time in like what seemed like hundreds of job applications to try to get a new grab position in labor and delivery in this area. Um, but you know, I had to compromise and I ended up accepting my first job as a new grad um, in a hospital in the Monterey area in a postpartum unit. And although I had to move away from home and I worked with um, really amazing people, postpartum was such a great opportunity and such a great bridge to eventually achieving my goal as being a labor nurse today. So I'm really grateful for that opportunity. Okay. So you worked in the Monterey area and worked postpartum with moms after they've had their babies. And so then how did you segue that into getting closer to your dream goal of working in labor and delivery? So I worked in postpartum for about 10 months. I was off orientation and I just started applying and just seeing what was available out there and what jobs would take me and my experience that I had in postpartum. Um, and so I accepted a small job or a small um facility up in Placerville, California, which is a small area outside of Sacramento. Um, and I accepted a job at a smaller birthing center. Um, and I continued to work postpartum up there, but I also got trained in labor and delivery um, and also antepartum as well. So it was a great, another great bridge into, I solely wanted to do labor, but this was a great opportunity. Um, and I fell in love with being a labor nurse. And um, I worked with, again, amazing people, 
Um, and I stayed there for a little over a year. And then I, I wanted to continue my dream of just being a labor nurse and working with more high risk patients. Um, and I recently accepted my current position um, where I'm working now. And so I work at a bigger facility, um, a bigger patient population, and they have about 500 deliveries a month, uh, whereas my previous job had about 50. So it's been definitely a transition to faster pace. Um, and like I said, higher risk patients, but I absolutely love it. Great. So you're kind of, you're in the big leagues now. <laughs> yeah. A little intimidating, but you know, this is where I want to be. It's good. So now you are orienting to this new hospital, to this new unit. Tell us how that's going and what that is like. Yeah. So I'm a little over halfway through my orientation. Um, I think the biggest adjustment to working at a bigger facility is the pace. Um, at this current job that I'm at, I can take on um, having two patients. Um, they'll, they'll both be early in, early in labor. Um, and as they become more active and um, progressing, then you definitely have to just focus on one. So you give up um, one of your other patients. But it definitely keeps you busy. Um, and, you know, working at a new facility, there's new policies, there's new protocols that you have to learn and memorize. Um, and then this week, actually, I'm going to be starting um, training in their OR. So I'm excited to see how similar and how um, different that that routine will be. That sounds good. So I work in the post anesthesia recovery unit. And I think it's interesting. And a lot of students may not realize this is that in a big facility like where you work, the labor and delivery unit, you have your own OR. Is that correct? Yeah, we actually have three ORs on the labor floor. Yes, because I was going to say, we don't see those patients in my unit because I think they just stay up in labor and delivery. They go to your OR, they go to your uh, recovery area. You guys manage the whole process from start to finish. So that's really cool. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Okay, so one of the things that I think a lot of students are intrigued by with labor and delivery nursing is that it's so multifaceted. It's your every day is different. And there's so many different roles. Can you tell me about those different roles in labor and delivery nursing? Yeah. So again, I guess like when people first think of labor and delivery, they think of that labor nurse that's supporting their patient, that woman that's going through labor. Um, and you know, you're, you're trained in also not only being an advocate and supporting her and her wishes, but you're also trained in being that baby nurse caring for the infant immediately after the delivery process and through the transition process through that recovery. Um, in my last job as the labor nurse, you did both roles. So you were, you know, you were busy not only ensuring that mom was being, um, you know, was adjusting well to after delivering, but also baby adjusting well to being born as well. And so um, at my current job, we have baby nurses. And at the beginning of their shift, um, they're assigned to attend all of the deliveries um, and follow up with the baby assessment through that transition period. But you know, if they're busy with another delivery, which is very often the case, um, you have to be the labor nurse has to take on that newborn assessment and you're responsible um, for making sure that all those assessments get done and that baby's adjusting well. Um, but in addition to that, you are also trained in circulating in the OR for, again, emergent or planned C-section births. Um, and you recover the mom in the PACU. So as a circulator nurse, um, your responsibility, you make sure that field is staying sterile. Um, you do all of the counts um, 
with the OB text, meaning that you make sure that nothing is left inside of the mom. Everything is accounted for during the surgery um, and you recover them in the PACU post-surgery. At Sutter, it's really interesting. They have something called a scribe nurse, um, which I, I'll find out more about this week, but they do all the documentation for you in the OR, which is awesome because as a circulator, you're responsible for so much in the OR. And so it's really nice to take off of the, that documentation part um, and really just focus on the surgery and making sure that everything is going well. And you're just like that resource in the OR for the surgeons. Um, but in addition to labor and, um, and to being in the OR, that there's that triage role. Um, and you assess um, and evaluate pregnant moms of various gestational ages. Um, they can come in for many different reasons for, you know, thinking that they're in labor, um, if they think their water broke, if their baby's not moving as much, or even, you know, crazy things like, unfortunately, being in a car accident. It's, you know, it's kind of almost like working in an emergency department. You don't know what's going to come in through the door. Um, but you know that they'll be pregnant, but anything can come in. Yeah, it does sound an awful lot like an ER where anything could happen from, yeah, like you're saying, like somebody coming in through triage to one of your moms needing an emergency section. So it sounds like a really exciting role. What would be your favorite part of your job? My favorite part? Well, I, I am not a mom, but I think for most women can agree that, um, women who have children already, that giving birth is one of, if not the most significant moments in their life. And whether it's their first baby or their fourth or fifth baby, um, being their nurse and being their advocate um, and supporting them through their labor process is so humbling. And you're caring for not just the mom, but you're caring for two individuals um, and sometimes even more, depending on how many babies are inside of them. But you're monitoring an infant um, and their well-being, and you can't even put your eyes on them, which I think is so crazy. You're just watching um, mom's assessments. You're watching the strip and their heart rate. You're evaluating everything to make sure that they're still being okay and being healthy inside of mom. Um, and in my opinion, it's just you know it's a pretty unique and really special field of nursing, and I just love it so much. Yeah, I think that that's one of the reasons why it's so hard to get into because you labor and delivery nurses don't leave. You don't go do something else. Like once you're an L&D nurse, I think you're kind of always an L&D nurse because mm -hmm. they love the role and the job so, so much. Yes. So let's say, you know, what advice would you give to a new grad who really, really dreams of getting into labor and delivery? I would say, like you said earlier, um, you know, there are a few areas of nursing that are very popular. And I think labor and delivery is one of those popular areas. And so for, you know, those new grads or last semester nursing students that are listening, do not give up on your goal. It will be possible. It will happen. Um, you know, if being a labor and delivery nurse is your dream and your passion, just keep at it and it will happen. You may, you know, get lucky and you may get your dream job right out of school. Um, and if you do, that is amazing. And, you know, don't take it for granted. There's a lot of people that would love to be in your position. Um, but if you're like me and you don't get to start in, you know, your top choice of nursing, it's also okay. Um, you know, your hard work and determination will pay off. Like I'm sure it has throughout your nursing school career. Um, and you just completed one of the most rigorous academic programs there is, you know, nursing is so difficult. Give yourself some grace 
give yourself patience. You're going to end up exactly where you're meant to be. Um, and you know, it will all work out. Okay, Hannah, thank you so very, very much. I totally love that you came on my podcast. I can't believe we haven't done this sooner. I know. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) So I hope that was as enjoyable and helpful and insightful for you as it was for me. I know a lot of students out there that are listening or even experienced nurses who have a passion for labor and delivery and just want to hear someone else's story of how they navigated that pathway and landed their dream job. So with that said, if you're interested in neuro nursing, then come back next week where I will be taking you through a neuro case studies. So if case studies are your jam, then see me back here, same time, same place. And don't forget, if you are a new nursing student or you're a student who's been struggling and you're looking for a reset button, then check out my Crucial Concepts Bootcamp. And I will link to that in the show notes. Thanks again. See you next week. Bye for now. This podcast is brought to you by Straight A Nursing.